Welcome everyone back to the JoJo's podcast. I it's been a while, holidays, uh, you know, holidays, winter, sickness, a whole bunch of stuff that's kind of kept us out and out. But... Yeah, I feel like it's been a year since we were here. Twenty eighteen right. was the last time I talked to y'all, and now it's twenty nineteen. My goodness, how time flies when you're having fun. The future. I hate you both. <laughs> but we're finally back. Uh, so let's go ahead and get jump on in this. And let's talk about the man in the mirror fight. What did you guys think about that ability in that fight? Well, for one, it's named after one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs of all time, though I'm much more of a fan of black or white. If we gotta get real. Uh, I thought it was real fun. You know me, I always like... Um, I like mirrors and using reflections as abilities. I always thought it was cool. If we all remember back, uh, Jay Guile uh, in part three, I believe, used mirrors and reflective things for uh, yeah. abilities. I remember and actually said like, "There's like, there's no, there's no such thing as a mirror one. Like, Kakyoin, like you sure it's your words because there is a mirror one in your face." Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Just... Give me a man. But yeah, it was. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm still getting over a bit of a cough here. <coughs> um, it was a very good. Uh, I liked. It was a good two-parter. Uh, good suspense. Very cat and mouse. Uh, and, and I have been liking that more. Um, because we're seeing again an evolution in how stands are used and what in the ways that people use their stands. And uh, I think one thing that gets pointed out here: um, never discount an, a, a stand's ability to just wallop somebody. Uh, stands are powerful; they're stronger than people are, and even if it's just a stand right in front of you, it'll punch you, it'll right. kick you. Uh, and we see this. Uh, Moody Blues does it. Uh, Man in the Mirror does it. Uh, when they just strike each other or strike the stand user, they do actually inflict damage. And I think it's nice that they're actually reminding us, hey, stands are otherworldly and they're stronger than we are. And there's a lo- there's so much more. They don't just have one thing that they do. Yeah. Also, so abilities and different... Uh stats like you know speed accuracy all that stuff right it's like uh moody blues i can you know recreate what someone did you know for x amount of time i can still punch you really hard still yeah so they're not you always got to remember when in doubt punch ghost never fails yep i think the only reason why why moody blues why it wasn't in an all-star battle probably because Ability of like he doesn't have like a really powerful finisher when it comes to attack, but like he's also strong at punching. But I can see why he's not in in any of the games. Right it 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 would be hard to do anything besides just punching with that. You know, yeah. maybe they could make it that he uses the uh, the recreate the recreation of the person as like a decoy or something. But that might just be a little bit too much effort for the for those kinds of games. Yeah. Uh, but no, the fight itself was 
we can we can agree. It was uh, pretty intense, pretty good. But uh, touch back on something that Golden One's been doing is every time we switch to kind of a new villain, a new fight, we get a little bit more of an introduction or more background character for some of the other members of Passion. And this week, we finally got uh, Swiss Pants Boy finally get his backstory. What do you guys think about that? That was... That took an unexpected direction for me. I did not see that coming. You'll have to refresh my memory. <coughs> ah, basically, Fugo. Very smart guy. Has some anger issues. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I, um, I had heard that they went a little further than they needed to as far as the incident with the teacher. Yeah. And that they kind of misrepresented that. And I know that a lot of that was to make Fugo more of a sympathetic character, but we got to understand Fugo's problem is he just has anger issues. And it it felt a little weird, a little gross to have that kind of that scene brought up the way it was when there was never any implication that that was a thing in the original manga from what I understand actually I don't think he even had it really had a backstory but... yeah they didn't um so kind of you know I understand why they did it but kind of rubbed me the wrong way yeah but what's really interesting though is that like um, someone actually made I think it was like a like a novel that for uh, and like they changed the backstory to him. Basically, uh, he did still hit the the, the professor with the book and slammed it and did something. It beat him, beat him nearly to death. That was still in the in what what I read, but they changed it to basically Fugo's grandma was in the hospital, right, and she was like dying, and the professor was like, "Well," in the and Fugo was like, "Well." My grandma was like, you know, sick. I need to go see her or whatever. But like the, the professor being a dick was like, oh, you can't miss this. This is going to fail, blah, blah, blah. And so Google just went off and just slammed the book and just like crushed, like almost nearly killed this guy with the book. Yeah, no, it's like I had heard that, you know, he had some anger issues and it did feel like a little bit like they were trying to build sympathy towards him, but. But again, they could have gotten on it in a different direction because it, it was a little gross. A little, not, it it really gross. was. It really it was, was creepy. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Uh, so that was, it was a bit odd. One of the few times that I think David might have done too much to try to establish some character in this, but uh, from what I understand, it may be something that we just never hear from again. More than likely. More than likely. But, uh, so back to the uh, man in the mirror fight. You know, I know JoJo's is known for kind of like a little bit of a uh, Deus Ex Machina victories, but this one with Giorno was. For me, it was a little bit too, too out of nowhere. Like, 
the initial thing with the uh, snake was good, like seeing one thing move from the outside world, you can see it move in the inside world. But like just how he used the snake to heal himself from Purple Haze feedback, like, you know, for there, I'm like, man, I don't think I could buy this one. You know, I could buy a lot of stuff well, in JoJo's, but that one, I'm like, Ey. Yeah. I figured he would just do something like, oh, I'm going to do this and it'll make a natural antidote. Or, oh, I'm going to replace my poison cells with healthy cells by, I don't know, eating dirt or something. And turning it into new cells or whatever, because he's create life. So I figured he was just going to do something like that. And I figured his stand was going to be able to heal him. Because I imagine if his stand can heal itself and his stand can give life to things, um, it's going to do that for the user out of self-preservation. Right. But uh, other than that, the uh, fight was great. Purple Haze is a very, very, very scary stand. Like, whoo, man, that disease that it spreads. I'm glad I wasn't eating when I was watching that. Right. But he's all, but <clears throat> what's really ironic though, he's also like kind of like very, he's very tidy too. He's like being dirty. That's what that's what also kind of hilarious, but also scary at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like he's like he was drooling. He looked at looked at looked at the bottom of his uh, pants or whatever. He's like, oh snap! I gotta wipe this off. Like just wipe it away. And I'm just kind of like, wow! Like he like he's so dangerous, but yet he's so hilarious at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but it's a pretty. It was a nice little side fight. You know, they pick up the key that they uh, need to get out and. Leads us to the next episode, which was a recap episode. It was it was a holiday, so that one was kind of expected to happen. But we move on to the next episode, which turtle. Tell me about the turtle, Anthony. As a person who's kind of read part five, like how often does that turtle actually stick around, or is this just going to be a few episode thing? Um, this turtle is a very significant character, and it will probably be here up until the end. Okay. That's good, because I like it. I think he's a lovely turtle, and I would like to give him a cherry tomato to eat. Mm -hmm. Uh, one thing I want to do real quick, just jump it backwards in the last episodes. Mm -hmm. Man, oh man, does Purple Haze have a good design, and man, oh man, is it one of my favorite stands. It's scary AF, but just like it's knuckles being the pouches that have the disease. So not only do you have to worry about a ghost punching you with him, you got to worry about that thing just like even making contact anywhere near you or around you. Yeah. Cool. Like, and you'd even tell what that would, uh, the way Abakio was acting. Like, as soon as he saw that, he's like, Juno, you have to run. What? Trust me, I have seen this before. We need to get out. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I, I'm, I, can't, I can't explain. Just keep, just, just keep it moving. Let's go. Let's go. Seems like those capsules cracked open at the beginning of this year, because holy sh crap, did a lot of people get sick all at the same time. 
Yeah, I was one of them. But yeah, so uh, so we have we basically covered uh, the man in the mirror fight, didn't we? Yep. Because it was it was a whole lot of basically, you know, Fugo get caught, Fugo got pulled into the mirror, and then Abakio got pulled into the mirror. And then Iluso, that was his name, right? I believe so. Or that was a sub-name for him, anyway. That guy. So he, um, you know, had them trapped in the mirror world, and then, of course, Giorno got his way through, you know, did the thing with the snake, and then it, my, my, I think my favorite part was when Iluso just walked right into Purple Haze. Just, and then looks up, and then Purple Haze has a hand around his neck. Mm-hmm. And then he had a bad time. But yeah, so, um, going back over, sorry, I was just catching myself up. You're good, man. Oh, thanks. Um, so yeah, where we're at now, um, Bruno has to take the key, and they have to get some secret transport um, onto the a train to Venice. But they don't go on a train. Or rather, they don't go on a train normally. They go by tortoise. I mean, the world is technic- the world is carried by a giant turtle under seas, so Basically, why not? <clears throat> the great Atuin. Mm-hmm. For those of you who read this world. But that's for another podcast. Um, yeah, so real cool concept. The inner, not the first time we've seen Araki work with like interdimensional, like subspace type things. Right. Nope. <laughs> and also, it's another example of an animal having a stand. Mm-hmm. This is our third animal that has a stand, I believe, because the first two were Iggy, so. Iggy and uh, Petshaw. Mm-hmm. Iggy Petshaw, like, and don't forget about uh, the rats. Yeah, right, the rats. I forgot about that. That's your four. Never mind. But, hey, that show's got to have some strong willpower to be able to survive an arrow and get a stand. Right. Also, also they're not, they're not going to mention this, but, like, the, the, the turtle's name is actually Coco Jumbo, and the stand, the stand, the space of they're using is called Mr. President. Huh. I don't know why it's called that, but it's just, yeah. Pretty crazy. Uh, so yeah, this uh, is another one kind or of- Or, I could make a theory right now. Go what on. If, what if it's named Mr. President because it's like a bunker for like, you know, like serious situations where like, you know, oh, yeah. you're basically, you're basically like, you know, in case of overseas, bam, you have, you're in a secluded area and no one can find you, or you're pretty much safe from anything. Well, almost anything. Good thing. That's just my guess. Well, I know that there was a band called Mr. President, and they made a band called, or they made a song called Coco Jambo. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Yep. That might also be it right there. That's yeah. I'm not. I'm not culturally. I'm not musically culturally as I thought I was. <laughs> no, not 
not all of us can do a Rocky and have music. All I can tell you is said song cool. sounds like an Ace of Base song. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the one thing we do know about uh, its stand, Mr. President, is it definitely can't protect you from other stands. Like, nope. nope. It's in a different space, but you could still be affected by the space outside, as we saw with a, with a good chunk of the group aging. Uh, thanks to the uh, stand of what I'm assuming is our next major fight, the Thankful Dead. Or the Grateful Dead. Whichever one you prefer yeah. to call it. Um, I know that the one of the most dangerous things about the Grateful Dead stand is it will age you to about 65 or 70 and then fill your entire brain with weed smoke and you will be unable to enjoy any music that's not 20 minutes of uh, long-form dad rock noodling on a guitar. Yeah, at least you can still enjoy the <laughs> bit of a bit of an old reference there, uh Grateful Dead, uh for our younger viewers. I don't think there's anybody I think there are probably plenty of people who have never even listened to the Grateful Dead. Not that they should, I mean it's the Grateful Dead. <laughs> but enough of my music snobbery. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. It's the only thing I have. Well, like I said, this was definitely more of a <laughs> setup episode than an actual kind of going all out episode. You know, we get introduced to the next two members of the Hitman team, uh, Pesci and uh, what was the other one called? Like, Prosciutto? Prosciutto. Prosciutto? Yeah. And, you know, Grateful Dead. Aju, and then we have. Uh, did they even say what Pesci's stand name was? It's they. It's called Beach Boys or Beach Boy, but they called it Fisherman. Gotcha. Yeah, a fishing rod stand. Can't say I really saw that one coming. To be honest with you, I, I knew I was finally. I should have been expecting like. Kind of a weaker stand, just judging by the guy's personality, but like a fishing rod, like, granted, it can hook just about anything and can hide itself, so. And if you've ever kind of cut yourself on a fish hook accidentally, you could, you know how painful that that could yeah. be. And so this thing that it just goes straight through your hands, ooh, Ugh. just cringed a little bit when that happened. I'm like, oh. Right. But uh, it's it's interesting, and I can't wait to see uh, how he actually uses it in a fight. Yeah, he's an interesting character. He looks really strange. Uh, he guzzles milk, um, but I do kind of want to see if he has like a weird berserker mode. Mm -hmm. I'm really liking. Well, and I think it's interesting the dynamic between the two of them. Because you've got the one guy, and he's just like, you know what? Hey, train crashes all the time. Trains crash all the time. Train crashes happen all the time. You know, the nobody in the news is going to think anything different of this. And then Pesci, he's pineapple hair, yes? Yep. Yep. Pesci's just like, oh my god. Holy crap, no, you're not going to kill everybody on the train, are you? You don't need to do that! And it, it you know, it really... 
you know, I, I think it's cool that we're showing just how nasty, like, people can be, because it's like, yeah, it makes sense for Dio Brando to be super evil, because he's a diabolical immortal vampire. Yeah. He is a... Uh, these guys are just dudes with stands. They're, ra- they're criminal people, and they're just as mean and nasty as anybody else, and I think it's... I think it's interesting that now we've got a whole bunch of really ruthless, uh, dangerous antagonists all working together. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the whole situation on the train was, you know, another masterful moment in tension. Very. Yeah, and uh, again, like, Going into this, I knew we were dealing with mafioso people, but like just seeing how ruthless a lot of these guys are makes me appreciate that Araki really captured the viciousness of uh, criminal underground people. They're the hitman squad, and though someone like Pesci, you know, is not too big into the killing part, you see the partner Prosciutto just like, we need to get this job done. Doesn't matter what we do. If people got to die, they got to die because we got to do what we have to do. It's good. Very good. All right. So, uh, any kind of last minute thoughts on the episodes, uh, Anthony, Connor? We're getting into the thick of it now. Very. Um, It's almost as thick as uh, Pesci's neck, not whole masses of necks. Yeah. No, he doesn't have a chin. That's the thing. He doesn't have a chin. No neck, but no chins. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even think I saw a chin on that boy. Nope. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm always eager to see more. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking forward to see how everyone gets their way out of this one. You know, I'm really starting... I don't know, but I really like Trish, and I want to see more about Trish. I want to figure out more about her. Right. I Yeah, I don't mind seeing her actually getting developed as a character. Because, you know, she's been featured in the past few episodes. She's had, like, maybe ten lines at most. Like, she has not said much since her introduction. So, uh, once they wrap up this fight... Because it looks like we're in for a two-parter coming up as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, hope to learn more of her. Because I like her design. But uh, she's got to develop as a character and not be just super silent for most of it. What was really interesting, though, is that like in this episode, like usually around the 14, 15 mark is when you get a new opening. But why is it they did not change the opening? No, I I do think though uh, we did finally get the original ending they're trying to do. They probably just yeah. didn't have it done in time because the ending uh, visuals changed up. And oh man, are they just? It's beautiful. It's great. Uh, song is still a bit weird, but I've gotten used to it. Uh, there's so much life. In the with the way the individuals. Oh yeah. And 
I'll be legit honest with you. I hope they don't change Fighting Gold. Like, it is so good. I hope they don't change it either. If they do, it probably won't happen until maybe after the Hitman team are defeated. Maybe. I'm not sure. Possibly. I wouldn't be shocked. Because it looks like, uh, like, part four had kind of three big things. Like, the first part, you had the initial introduction and Chili Peppers. Then you had, like, trying to find out who the killer was and then chasing the killer down at the end. This one, it looks like we'll have kind of two segmented parts, like the initial, what we're going through right now, protecting the boss's daughter, and then the second half would be when they eventually go up against the boss. Yeah. So, well, that is going to do it for us. Uh, Just your closing thoughts, Anthony and Connor. I enjoy these episodes. They're pretty good. Um, pacing is just phenomenal. Like it's it's it doesn't feel forced. It's very like one thing we're doing. It's one thing. Okay, we're going to the next thing, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um. I'm pumped. Uh, I like that most of the episodes have been ending in the middle of a fight, so it keeps me on the edge of my seat. Um. Once again, eager to see how things are unfolding. Also, one thing I noticed, the way Guido Mista is looking at Trish, somebody's got a crush. Mm-hmm. Right. You better yeah. hope she doesn't have a preoccupation with the number four. Right. <laughs> uh, definitely uh, another solid bunch of episodes. Show is great. It deserves to win Best Opening at the Anime Awards. Remember to vote for JoJo's Adventure Part 5. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait to see this fight with uh, Walking Dead and Assuming Beach Boy. It looks did you say like Walking Dead? I did say Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> with Grateful Dead and Beach Boy. And yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, can't wait. Show's rolling around perfectly. Yeah, Bring I, just on the next I, just, I just can't wait for wait for the part where Rick shows up and he's just like Carl. <laughs> <laughs> I have a stand, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me stop. Okay, that was enough. Oh. oh, we all know Carl wouldn't care about his dad having a stand. All right. <laughs> But uh, anyway, guys, thank you all so much for joining us. We will catch you all next time for the next podcast. Uh, Now that the holidays and uh, sickness season is finally dying down, we should be able to do this on a much, much more consistent basis. But until then, we'll catch there. We will catch you all next time. Say goodnight, everyone. All right, later. Good night, everyone.